welcome. This is Dirt to Dollars, hosted by your local county extension agents, where we talk everything agriculture. Welcome back to another edition of Dirt to Dollars. It is the week of March the 8th. Uh, and I told somebody this morning that I thought it was the week of the 15th. So here we are. <laughs> well, you all, you also <laughs> thought it was still 2020. So, Gee, oh. <laughs> So you want to just it, go ahead and apologize? Yes, to your I'm going to go. <laughs> yes, I'm going to go ahead. You guys, we are trying to move or p- get packed to move, uh, and so we're kind of a hot mess express here in the office these last couple of days. And while I was working on the newsletter, we had three different people look at it and review it, and none of us caught that the big head title that goes to my newsletter said "Spring of 2020," not "Spring of 2021." Who and would, we all know who, who did that on the show? of 2020 you said 2020 on the show last week too i know i listen you guys i'm telling you i'm a it's a mess but like that like i'm saying it's uh i apologize it's got 2021 information in it but we are it just says 2020 now that we updated it and it's on facebook and on social media as 2021 but people that get it in the mail are gonna look at me go what is she thinking (laughs) so anyway oh well how are y'all doing? Doing good. I'm loving this weather this week. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very nice weekend. Did you get anything done, Matt? Yeah. Always you did some work on a barn, didn't you? I know. We were, yeah. Replaced, did some uh, Steve Higgins work, actually, and uh, oh, excavated yeah? some, I guess, manure and mud and whatever it accumulated in there, dug it down to clay, laid down our geotextile fabric then what is it six inches and number threes mm-hmm. i think so and then we went just to be safe went like six inches of dense grade on top of that just wow to, well we needed to build the floor up a little bit because if you build a hole or a, build a barn and a hole then you're going to have water issues yep so we built it up just to be safe well you sent a picture it looks kind of fancy y'all did a lot of work it was a lot of work yeah and we did a lot of cleaning. That barn was built like in the mid to late 80s. And that was probably the first time it had ever been completely gutted. I mm-hmm. found buckets of stuff that I'd had I'd never seen before. Hmm. So hauled off a little load of scrap. We uh scrap I market ran, good ran, or yeah, ran a ran a little load of scrap into the one of the local scrapyards here this morning before coming to work and they were extremely busy and said Saturday was crazy because everybody was out cleaning stuff up because it was pretty. Well, it was pretty and, and the price is decent. So yeah. everybody's out say, getting yeah. it. It, yeah. it was decent, but I've got to say, I sent a picture to Daniel because Daniel's the, the scrap king. He's like a mini Fred <laughs> Sanford over there. And I thought he'd be able to guess how much scrap I had, and he was way off. He had my hopes up. I didn't think there was that much on there. And then Daniel got my hopes up, and then I was disappointed. Okay, <laughs> side note on that, guessing the amount of things, guessing prices of things, and guessing how much something is total. Did any of y'all do that when you go to the grocery store? Like, guess how guess much, the, how much it's going to cost? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of. And okay. I always get upset when I get, like, because whenever I go, and it's always like, oh, be sure you grab some diapers, and be sure you grab some mm-hmm. uh, other stuff that's, like, really expensive. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up whenever I go, it's like 200 bucks a grocery. Well, I, <laughs> that I just, just makes me sick. I'm like, I my just husband $200. is 
and my husband's really good about he'll say he'll look at everything and he'll guess and he's usually pretty accurate i just thought i'm, I'm sidetracking huh. but i just thought that it was uh, maybe that. i should have sent him a picture of my scrap metal I, I don't know. he's not how i don't know that he knows the <laughs> current metal prices like daniel does but he's pretty good on groceries <laughs> and i even had a ringer in there i had i had some copper and i had a car battery oh yeah that bumped it up hmm. see i thought I was, you had a whole bunch of copper on there yeah, uh, that's the excuses. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Daniel, how is your your lambing still? I'm assuming. How is that going? Yeah. So we're really shooting out twins like crazy. Everything that we've had has been yet. twins. No triplets. Oh Dylan, man, I thought you'd have some by now. Dealing with the first case of mastitis right now, so got some babies that may end up getting bottle fed. I ain't real crazy mm. about that. Aww. The kids are old enough. Just let them do it. They can handle a baby sheep. <clears throat> yeah. Baby lamb. I mean, or, or do you want do them to show up at like your door? <laughs> they'll do it for a minute and then they're done. That's all the fun. They just want the photo op. Was, was Doing say, it for the gram. Yeah. Say, <laughs> my five year old. Doing it for the gram for TikTok fame. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's funny. Well, I know what else other folks did this weekend because our office this morning, of course, it's, we're recording this on a Monday. And it was nice over the weekend. Y'all hauled off, scrapped, and farmed. I know a lot of folks that took soil samples this weekend. And so I thought it would be a good time to kind of um, do a little tips on that. So make sure if you're doing that, you, I've got I've got soil tests or I've got soil probes that people can check out here at the office. So if you need those, um, you can do that. We do and, too. Yeah. Oh, and so do we. As long, as long as people remember to bring them back. It yes. seems like we end up buying two or three a year because yes. they get they don't get brought back so reminder out there if you've got one at the hardin yeah. county offices Bring you need to return it <laughs> <laughs> no we we were we had a lot of them come in this morning so i know a lot of folks are doing that and test you know but depending on what you've got four to six inches so. yeah so let's let's talk let's talk real quick yeah. let's talk about it like this so what when you all get soil samples like what are the typical mm-hmm. things you think people do wrong when they're taking their soil samples? i don't uh, think, they I get think in, go ahead i think they pull too deep and or I they don't. pull inconsistently, and that's I've got a little bit of a beef with with Whitney's four to six inches there. Okay, beef. I don't care if it's four inches, if it's five inches, or if it's six inches, but it needs to be the same every time. The, don't pull right. Don't pull one at four inches, and then the next at six, and then the right. next at five. So, so take take your soil. Pro- yeah. Most of your soil probes have got a mark on them. Mm-hmm. I probably don't do this if you're getting one from the extension office but if you have your own soil probe uh what i do personally is take a tape measure or something measure four inches and the cattle tag markers work great because they're mm-hmm. kind of like a paint marker mark a four inch spot on them yeah i know uh, i know when we've had uh josh mcgrath on here he's talked about uh i think they're grad students and stuff they have like a little thing built that slides up in the soil probe that keeps them there's no way they can go any deeper than than four mm-hmm. inches or whatever they're they're sampling at so just consistency is the best thing yep i right. know another another thing that i notice is uh taking a sample that doesn't represent the field yes mm-hmm. so when you're taking samples when you're taking those using that soil probe or using a shovel and you're taking a sample sample areas that represent the field. Don't go to the best areas and don't go to all the worst areas. Try to go to those average areas. And I also tell folks that if you've got a 
say you've got a 30 acre field and one side is sloping and the other is flat, you almost need to take two different samples because you, you know, they're two different lays of the land, depending on how they're going to be doing their fertilizer approach. But I, yeah, and that, probably that kind of gets types. into, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that kind of gets into zone sampling, mm-hmm. which probably isn't a bad idea. Right. Uh, another thing I see a lot of is taking a sample to represent too large of an area. Yes. Uh, I know the other day we had a sample come come in that uh, was supposed to have been for 300 acres. And Ugh. that should have been broken up a little bit. Not real sure how representative that one sample with uh, what a, they, cup, a cup of dirt for yeah, uh, you're 300 putting acres. Yeah, because you're putting be. a pint of soil in a soil bag. Yeah. And then from that pint, they're going to take like a tablespoon, a little more than a tablespoon, but it basically looks like a tablespoon when mm-hmm. they take out to actually get the sample on. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell me that that little tablespoon is not going to represent 300 acres. It's just no yeah. way. No. What is the, what is the recommendation? Is it? Uh, I think it's 30. 30, 30 acres. 30. Yeah, yeah. You want to keep acres. it generally less than 30 a sample. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there's fields that we have around that, that'll, that that will work for, but there's a lot of fields that won't too, mm-hmm. that are, that are not that, that large that you can do that. Also, if you've had either fertilizing history or cropping history, that's uh, maybe been a little different within the field, say, like, for instance, a hay field, you went and you cut half of it last fall and then the weather turned bad and you didn't get the other half cut. Make sure you uh, sample those separately because I can guarantee you those are going to come back mm-hmm. a little bit different. Uh, or say you... Old old tobacco patches. Yeah, old tobacco mm-hmm. patches, I, which most of those were usually an acre or two that may have laid out in the middle of the field. What I do personally is just is just leave them out. Mm-hmm. and uh, i mean they're not enough that they're going to affect your it's not going to mess a whole lot up if you put too much fertilizer or whatever on that one acre but you know you may you gen- may not put enough on the rest right because generally our tobacco patches were fertilized a little heavier than than some of this other and the fertility is going to be a little higher in those spots so right. i just tell people if you don't want to sit don't want to sample them separately just stay away from them because yeah you don't want to skew the sample uh, by pulling some some dirt from that area see it can get a little more complicated than what people think about just going and pulling plugs so i do i do think like you said representation matters and i, I typically tell people to kind of do a zigzag approach you know it's it makes it a little easier for you to go especially if you're doing several acres at a time it it's easier to kind of zigzag and get a good. I can remember in my college soil fertility class when we did soil sampling in there, uh, there was the idea of taking a Frisbee. Yes. Just throw the Frisbee and just chase mm-hmm. it across the field basically. And, and that you can't get any more random than that. Cause you're I'm, not, I'm ready to, to go for a drive in Hardin County and look over and, and see and Matt watch Adams people throwing, throwing Frisbees. his Frisbee around trying to take <laughs> soil samples. <laughs> But Whatever see, I'd, I'd be chasing the frisbee in my side by side because I'm too lazy to walk pulling soil samples anymore. Okay, there's a well, or you could have people do it for you too. That's the other thing. There's a lot of people that yeah. ha- that hire folks to do that. So, and that's fine too. But mm-hmm. make sure you know who's what they're doing pulling those samples, and make sure that they're doing as good or a better job than you would do. Right. Absolutely. 
So what else is going on? I know I've got a burnt face. I spent my weekend outside and had quite, because it was such a nice weekend that we had, uh, we were outside in the sun and it was a little windy here in the Litchfield area. So I'm a little bit burnt. So it it was, it was a good time, but I'm paying for it today. (laughs) Had to wear my, my sun hat, my little floppy Mm -hmm. Far, hobby farmer hat, I guess mm-hmm. might'll call it. But uh, but no, I didn't actually, call it anything. We don't put words in make fun of like make fun of. Maybe I've hat. got one just like it. So I do like the hat; it protects your ears. And actually, I went to the dermatologist last week and had like a little checkup, just because mm-hmm. I mean I'm in the sun a lot. I get sunburn a lot. I had a mole or two that I was like, eh, maybe I better get it looked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause if you hear a lot of farmers that, uh, you know, they have issues with skin cancer or, yes. uh, pops that or spots that come up that they need to have taken off. So I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just go do it and I'll sleep better night and not have to worry about it. So all mine checked out. I didn't have any, any bad spots, but obviously I don't have as much coverage on top as I used to. And she was, she, the dermatologist definitely recommended, uh, the hat. And I was like, oh, I'm already wearing one of those. Mm-hmm. So I, I got some three steps there. ahead of you. Well, yeah. that, and, and honestly, it is, it, this is probably a good reminder, a good time to remind folks because it is starting to get, even though it's maybe a little chilly outside, it, it is still, the sun is, is still can be rough obviously since you know here i am dealing with it but uh use your sunscreen and don't try to put you know be hard you know to be be tough you know use sunscreen and take care of your your skin i'm tough in my sunscreen and my floppy hat mm-hmm. hey protect yourself that's all i have to say because i now i, I used know to way too many farmers that have had skin cancer back in my younger days i used to wear these <laughs> cut off t-shirts all the time because i was cool and had i didn't really have any muscles i thought i did did but, you like uh, cut them off all the way down yeah the, cut them the all the waist. way down to your waist yeah. just about why even wear a shirt that's i don't know but i did that <laughs> a lot i don't do that anymore so i think that's helped i don't get sunburned as bad as i used to because when you do that you'll like burn the whole side of your back and it hurts. You don't even realize it. Yeah. <laughs> you got no sleeve there. Mm-hmm. Do, do kids still do that? I don't know if they do. Do they do that with, with their mullets now? They probably wear like a tank top. That I seems like knows. that goes more with I a mullet. I don't really know, honestly. I, I know my my husband mows yards, of course, in the summertime, and I, he's going to buy him a – they make these long sleeve things that you can wear that keep, you, keep the sun off of you, a rash guard type shirt and hmm. because he he has noticed over the years of mowing weed eating and stuff your the tops of your arms get really bad or if you're riding a tractor for very long it doesn't have cab on it it's you get rough so like i said just make make sure you're you're doing that and you're taking care of yourself uk has some information if you've got questions about it so or and, I, and i will say too you know if you're if you do have some spots on your nose or ears you should go go mm-hmm. make an appointment with a dermatologist it's really easy quick in and out Made me feel a lot better about it and gave me some tips on how to keep sun damage from happening. All right. So did y'all, did y'all get the memo on who we got for a guest this week? I did. I think it's about time. We probably better introduce him and uh, mm-hmm. need to make sure it's a good introduction. Okay. All right, Matt. I've okay. got it. All right. All I'll right. let you take it over then. All right, well, now we have on with us a very special guest to the three of us. Uh, he's actually our new boss, uh, Mr. Jeremy Teal. He is the area extension director uh, for our newly formed areas, and I'll let him get into that just a little bit later. But, uh, Jeremy, thanks for being with us today. 
Well, it's uh, it's great to be with the group. I, I think that I'm in good company here because you all have just outclassed me tremendously. The the quality of the three agents I'm on here with is so impressive. It's just an honor on my part to be with you. We didn't pay him to say that, I by know. the way. <laughs> See, I figured we'd be the ones talking about him like that. I know. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it comes easy to compliment high caliber work, you know, and, and that's that's just second nature for all of you. Well, we appreciate it. And we're uh, we're glad that we finally are. We've kind of this has been a long time coming this transition period. And so um, before we get started with that and talk about that, let's uh, tell us a little bit about your background and kind of how you got into extension. That's kind of how we start these interviews. So if you don't mind to tell us um, how you got going. Sure. Well, just a little bit about myself. I'm from South central Kentucky. Originally I I was uh, a product of Cumberland County and Mm -hmm. uh, grew up and went to school there. Um, I li- lived on a family farm. Uh, my, my father was a farmer. And of course, with that comes me being the, his assistant. At times <laughs> and that. But, uh, and he still farms today. Uh, but, you know, as a youth, um, we would raise about 40 pounds of tobacco. That was that was our uh, allotment. And, and we would run about 120 head of cattle. Um, did dabble in swine. Uh, at times, uh, my grandfather owned and operated a, a sawmill, so we were involved with some timber and logging, um, and always, of course, had crops and gardens. Um, that was part of the process as well. So that was my background as far as agriculture goes, but that carried over into my experience with extension uh, because I was active in 4-H, of course, mm-hmm. and started in elementary school all the way through high school as a 4-H'er and did the whole gambit speeches demonstrations poster contests everything you could do in 4-H um, talent shows all of all of those type of things and fair exhibits um, you know and and even going to state fair um, <clears throat> our clubs uh, would go to state fair for variety show acts and um had some exhibits go to the state fair too and crops and things of that nature. Um, so I do have experience with extension. I loved it as a youth. And, and when I went to school, that was always in the back of my mind that if I didn't go into education in general, that I would uh, like as a secondary education teacher or something of that nature, that I would look into extension. And so that did come to fruition. And, and, and once I graduated college at the University of Kentucky, I uh, became an extension agent in Hopkins County, uh, a 4-H agent. So that's kind of my youth background with extension. And if, if you need me to elaborate or go into you know my career, I can. So I well, didn't know long, if you wanted me to stop there. Well, I was going to say, how long were you in Hopkins County? Because uh, I know you were still there when I started back in whatever, 2012 or something. I know you were in 4-H then. Yeah, absolutely. As a 4-H agent, I was there about 17 years. And then I transitioned to extension business operations and worked out of the business office for a few years before moving into the role now as an area extension director. So... All total, I've been in extension at 20 years. You're tenured. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of, 
you know, mid career, you know, I look at my yeah. retirement account and I think, you know, I probably have to work another 20 plus years. <laughs> Especially after the last few days. <laughs> so if you would, Jeremy, just go into a little bit about uh, your new position. And of course it's a, it's a brand new position uh, that was just kind of created here recently. So uh, just a little bit about what your duties are and, and, why people might see you around some here in the the next little bit. Well, absolutely. You know, we, we have been on a long journey to get where we're at and it has been modified by COVID just like everything we've all been impacted by, by COVID-19. You know, with our original structure design, we would have had 28 area directors and COVID really threw us for a loop with economics and some different things. So um, our current structure is designed to be 24 um, and we've implemented and hired 12 directors right now. And we're each covering two areas. And so uh, with that, I'm in West five and West six and I cover uh, McLean County, Davis County, Ohio County, Hancock County, Breckenridge, Mead, Hardin, Grayson, and LaRue. So those are my groups. Um, And that's probably our structure for the foreseeable future. I mean, we have, uh, I think, on the docket to review this in a few years to see if we can move to the next phase of the next 12. Um, But for for the time being, we're we're in this position. Uh, the idea behind this as a whole, um, when we even had 28 or now down to 24, was the goal was to take some of the administrative burdens off of agents at the local level and to shift that to this position. Our old district structure, the district directors were so far removed and covering so many counties, it was difficult for them to even be visible in a county. Um, they could maybe come occasionally, but they couldn't be there regularly. And we're still in a learning phase with this. We're only three months in and I've been to some offices multiple times and I've been to some offices very few times. It's been kind of dependent on situations and what's going on, you know, in some offices we're hiring. And so uh, Matt, you've seen me a little bit more frequently (laughs) recently. And in some offices we're dealing with other situations, which have, have made me be present. But I think uh, in the early phases of what I'm doing currently, you know, we're, we're being trained. And so I'm having to be in a lot of administrative meetings and trainings early on. So that's kind of limiting my ability to travel some right now. That and the fact that we have COVID and, and you know, we don't have a lot of in-person type events and functions going on that I hope to be able to attend, you know, in the future. But I think that I will be in the counties much more than we've ever experienced with our district directors in the past hopefully um right now if it's virtually through zoom with district board meetings or county extension council meetings or when they meet in person any of those type of meetings and activities i'm going to try to be there in person for uh when you all have in-person meetings um and also with that goes major events or activities that you have going on if my schedule allows, I would love to see you in action and, and see what's going on in the counties just to just to be there, be supportive and, and, and get an understanding of those things. So I think that's that's the that's the goal. 
you know, is for us to be more visible, be more hands-on, hopefully more responsive as well uh, and, and, and quick on the draw. Uh, you know, I told uh, Daniel, we just had a staff meeting earlier. I said, Daniel, or I told he and his coworker both, you know, just let me know, you know, that keep, keep on me. Uh, if we don't find an answer, we'll, we'll get there eventually. And, um, you know, sometimes we have to go through some different channels to get, get answers. And uh, we, we want to be as prompt as we can and get those things and situations worked out as quickly as possible for the county. So you work for UK. You went to school at UK. You got to be pretty big UK sports fan, right? That that's correct. Okay. I would say that's true. I, I do bleed blue. You know, I may or may not have shed a few tears when Christian Leitner <laughs> hit hit the shot back here. See, ago. I guess I, I mean I be, I remember that, but it's a that's got to be one of my first memories. I was Me a little, little chap when that happened. Um, so I, it doesn't hit me as much. I still not, don't like it. Cause I can remember with my dad being upset about it. And, uh, but yeah, I'm, I was a little young for that one. Well, to be honest with you, just to bring it back full circle for extension, I was at a 4-H teen retreat when that game occurred, I was in high school and we were at Jabez sitting in the lobby, watching it on this mm-hmm. big big screen TV that they had at the time. It was one of those monsters. It's not, it wasn't a flat panel for sure. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, we were all there. We were so excited and then we were really deflated. Mm. So it kind of ruined the rest of the retreat for me. And uh, I've still not recovered from our loss to Wisconsin a few I, years ago either. I'm still, I'm still pretty sour about that myself. Yeah. So that's probably one of my most, uh, and I don't know. That's one of the ones that hurts me the most, I think, as far as basketball is concerned. Yeah, no question. Uh, could have been 40 and oh, gosh, so close. What about football? And, you know, Daniel and I mm-hmm. tend to lean more towards the football fandom side of uh, UK sports. Mm-hmm. Are you Do you enjoy your, your football team as well? Absolutely. You know, I, I technically have to pull for UK no matter what. When I was there, I was actually on the Student Athletic Council. So one of our prerequisites uh, <laughs> was attending multiple sporting events. So maybe yeah. volleyball, soccer, mm-hmm. you know, I went to several different different events at different times. And the perks of that were you get really good seats for the basketball game. I imagine. But no, I, actually, I, I love uh, football. Uh, it's been so great to just see the turnaround that we've experienced the last several years, the bowl victories, just being in bowls. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is not typical for Kentucky football. It's it's great to have a little bit of a different culture. And I'm 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 very optimistic for next year. Me too. We're gonna maybe have a few quarterback options and try to figure out uh that's a good problem to have. Yeah, right? it's a good problem. <laughs> and and Matt, what do you think about this? <laughs> hey, I actually remember the Wisconsin game. Okay. I, do you really? I think You're I actually being kind watched of quiet that in the game. sports talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't Matt, think that I'm was completely oblivious. <laughs> I don't think Matt, that's what people are trying to say thinking. that you're not a. I'm sorry, Matt. Are they trying to say that you're not the sports guru on the? I, on the I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's okay. all right. Yeah, we give him heck over it, but we know his heart's in the right place. We may turn him into a sports fan here before too long. We're coming pretty close to turning him into a sheep farmer. I don't know about that. We're getting there. <laughs> well, you know, he's uh, he's decked out the right way. He has all the right gear on. Yeah. A big UK sports fan. 
That's right. I, well, I told someone <laughs> that I, I pay UK to, or UK pays me to pay them back. So <laughs> at this point, somebody asked me if I was a fan. I said, yes, I am. But I also, you know, they, they, they pay me so I can pay them back. Yeah, but it's fun times. I, we did a lot of that and I was a college of ag graduate too. And we got to, when they would have ag alumni, that was always the fun roundup week was always fun where you had a lot of folks come in to go to the football game and, and you had 4-H ag, all of your animal sciences and all of your agriculture together too. So it was fun. And I yeah, think maybe absolutely. it looks like this fall, we might be able to do that. They're I know. Talking like they might fill up football stadiums and maybe we mm-hmm. can do some of those things. Hopefully, absolutely. hopefully that plays out. Yep. Yeah, I'll keep our fingers crossed that we keep going in the right direction and mm-hmm. can start doing more and more face-to-face. Well, I've got one for you. Since you are a an agent at heart, you were an, an 4-H agent before you became in, into an administrative position. Mm-hmm. Do you have any interesting stories or do you have a funny story mm-hmm. that you can tell over the air mm-hmm. <laughs> that's safe to tell? Well, you know, there are several, and uh, most of those would have to be censored greatly to protect the innocent. (laughs) Um, I'll tell you an abbreviated story that happened from my first year as an extension agent, and it was at 4-H camp, um, and it also involves another area extension director whom I won't name to protect, uh, protect their identity. (laughs) <laughs> but um, we were camping at the West Kentucky 4-H camp, which is in Dawson Springs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were coming uh, down the hill from the cafeteria toward the uh, boys side of camp and where the bathhouse is located um, at the camp. And there was a line uh, out both sides where the doors are at the bathhouse. And there was a lot of commotion and um carrying on to say the least and so we both thought there is a fist fight going on there's some (laughs) kind of shenanigans going on in the bathhouse we need to get down there quickly to separate this and so we both ran to the bathhouse quickly and here's where we have to be creative in how we word this um, when we got into the bathhouse, there was not a fist fight, but we will say this, there was a gathering around a specific stall in the restroom and they were all mesmerized by something <laughs> that they were witnessing. <laughs> so there was, um, we'll say this, um, a very large inanimate object in the, in the bathroom and, um, they were in there with their little disposable cameras, taking pictures. No, no, disposable was, cameras. <laughs> yeah, that's going back. Yeah, yes, this was this was. Yeah, there were no digital cameras at the time, but, <laughs> so we had to clear them out. And you know, I won't go into the graphic details of what happened after that. But luckily, there was no fist fight. Um, <laughs> but but uh, it was an interesting experience for a brand new agent. Uh, to say the least um, and I, I would like to hear the way my uh, my peer would tell that story as well after, after that <laughs> and there also was a uh, we'll say this may have been a county manager that <laughs> was present to witness <laughs> part of that too so anyway uh, that's uh, that's my story that's the censored version um if we're ever in private sometime i can tell you the the you know the full story 
It makes me think about the South Park uh, episode. For those of you that have ever seen that episode before, that mm-hmm. that's Ooh. where I, that's where I go to right there. So, woo, no, thank you. Better you than dis- me. I miss the disposable cameras. I do too. That was I, always fun. You can take it to Walmart and pick it up. Mm-hmm. And now, you never knew, never remembered exactly what you what the pictures. Yeah, because by the time I get yeah. through a camera, like I don't remember what I was <laughs> on. Yeah, this and kids kids these days have instant gratification. They don't yeah. know what it's like to have to fill the camera up in order to and then wait maybe two days in order to get it uh, get oh, the yeah. pictures developed. And you take a bad picture now and you can just turn around and yeah pick a good one. But back then you didn't know till about a month later if you took a bad picture or not. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. It's all orchestrated now. You take a selfie with your friends. Oh, that's not good. Let's just take another one. Do it again. But they've lost that magic of getting it and then seeing that great Mm -hmm. picture with the thumb in it. (laughs) My daughter got for Christmas. (laughs) My daughter got for Christmas. They're the, I guess they're old. You know, you got to shake them in order to. uh, Polaroid. 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 Thank you. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Yeah, my brain is not working. (laughs) Um, But anyway, she got one of those. And it's really funny to see because she she goes around. It's like, that's the greatest thing ever. Is it like a used one or do they still make them? They they make them. They make them. They're all fancy now. Retro. And they're they're retro these days. And so she uses it. But she absolutely loves it. I'm like, girlfriend, you have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's the new high tech, low tech. It is. Everything that is old is new yeah it is <laughs> that it, yes it is because <clears throat> i'm the one with the mom i'm the the skinny jeans and side part that all the new kids make fun of so it's okay though i'll take it all right well uh, jeremy thank you for uh, joining us today i think that's about all the time we have and uh, we look forward to continuing to work with you and we think that um as far as the three of us are concerned, you're doing a great job so far. You are answering the call for us and we can be a little needy at times. I don't know if you figured that out yet or not, but <laughs> we, no, uh, you've been great, but we're just, uh, just be sure to give us a good review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for reference, all of our reviews are over with for the year people. So uh, we do, we, like I said, we are glad you could uh, come on with us and we look forward to having you again sometime and uh, uh, keep doing the good work. Well, I appreciate the time. I appreciate the opportunity. And I'll just say that um, I appreciate the listening audience that you all have and on our extension volunteers and everybody involved in what helps make our programs what they are and make them a success. And I appreciate the leadership that the three of you all are taking in, in putting this program together and help getting it out there to folks. And I've had a, had the pleasure of listening in on some of them, and uh, it's impressive work, and you should be commended on what you're doing here. It's a good form of outreach. So well, thank you all. All right. Well, thanks. thanks. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. All right. So we had a great guest. We do this every week. We have a guest. We're like, all right, that's a great guest. So that's because all our guests are great. They yes. are. But this week's was great in particular. And, and, and in tradition, this kind of new thing we started where we think about country songs that have some kind of tie into our show. Can you think of any country songs about working your job, your, your nine to five? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Or other, or maybe songs about a good boss. Here's a song about a bad boss. Take this job and show it. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. We probably don't want to play that one. No. (laughs) That's probably not a good idea. Well, and the nine to five song isn't really that positive. It's talking about working for, you know, you're just, trying to get through the nine to five which in extension i don't really know that there is such thing as a nine to five yeah for real right <clears throat> um, yeah. oh speaking so that's dolly 
Yes. Nine to five. Valley. Did mm-hmm. you did you hear her new rendition of the song, the vaccine? The no. Jolene version of vaccine. Um, I haven't, no. but I do know she gave a lot of money for the or didn't she help fund some of one of the vaccines? What does she not do? She's I mean, she's, she's in everything. Yeah, she's she everywhere. Gives away already all of her money. But yeah, I don't know. I can't think of any other country songs. I'd have to Google it. Only ones I can think of are not good about working. <laughs> Because everybody's talking I guess about they are, they're always Friday complaining. Afternoon. I know. <laughs> they're always complaining. It's up complaining about summertime the... blues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an Alan Jackson song. Hmm. Once again, not a positive one. But we have a, <laughs> but you know, I, we, I say all that to say that we've, I mean, he's doing a good job and he really is. So we don't, I don't guess I really have anything to complain about so far. But just for fun, we'll probably request take this job and shove it just for yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. No offense, Jeremy, if you're listening. <laughs> we just like that song. So what else do we got going on? Um, any programming updates? I know that, like I said, our CAPE just finished up. So we're going to start doing some educational programming for in regards to those applicants that got approved. Anything going on your all's way? Um, no. yeah, I will. There's, there's several things coming up. If you need those, if you need educational credit or anything like that, give us a call. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll work with you and make sure that you don't miss those. Um, but yeah, there's some BQCA trainings coming up and I think a few of us are having some field days, um, mm-hmm. in different ways and capacities. So definitely get in contact with your, with your extension office. If you're needing any of that, that type training. I know I saw where, Field day weather's getting closer and closer because uh, it looks like I saw maybe some 70s in the forecast here in the next few weeks. Yeah, this week. Yeah. And that, it's amazing. Two and a half weeks ago, we had an ice storm and now it's 70 degrees. No wonder everybody around me has a cold. I'd much rather have this. Oh, absolutely. I had to spray the house for bugs again. Mm-hmm. All these I saw, I saw, making their ways on out the of the back cracks. Porch yeah. Over the weekend. I just killed a spider on my desk. Did you get? I'm not uh, scared of spiders. I just, it'll just look down and there it was. And I killed oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Was he a good spider, though? I don't know. I didn't take the He's time to ask him. He's a dead spider now. He's a dead spider. I always have to ask uh, the kids will find spiders in the house and they're like, is it a good spider or a bad spider? I'll have to look at it. Cause if it's a normal spider, I'm like, eh, it's all right. He'll be okay. And it's all those. It's also the time of year those like lazy flies. Mm-hmm. You, ever, you have those around your house. Lazy yeah. flies. I saw one. Yeah, yesterday. those big old house flies. Sure. Yeah. Kick them out. <laughs> they got all the flies at my house. Have to earn their keep. Oh yeah. And how's that? <laughs> we don't give no free rides to any flies at the Adams household. They better be. They better be buzzing around hundred mile an hour. You know that's what they're called. They're actually called lazy flies, right? I, I didn't just. I wasn't just. Making I fun didn't. Of them. I, I didn't think you just made it up. But I, I thought it was a good, good time for a joke. It was. Has there been any progress on CFAP? I think I, I did see something last week that was like basically just hurry up and wait. Apparently, USDA said last week that it could be several weeks before we have an answer and anything released. That's what I had read too. Uh, one thing at your FSA office, though, 
that you need to be paying attention to and getting with them pretty quick is uh, ARC PLC decisions. Yes. Uh, there's been some confusion out there about that uh, because I think the way it was explained to me, if you picked up a new farm within the last year, uh, then those are not eligible for just an automatic re-enroll. You have to go through and, and select for them uh, no matter what you want to do again. Uh, so I know those are the ones that the staff at the, at the FSA offices have been uh, really diligent about getting out and uh, trying to get a decision on those so they have it enrolled in something. Uh, but you do have the uh, – the ability to change every farm that you have uh, every year annually. So if, uh, if you didn't like what your decision was last year on, on certain farms and uh, call them, you have until March 15th. So pretty quick deadline here, uh, go on and get those changed. And I believe we have some resources uh, should be able to find them on our web pages uh, about, from Dr. Greg Halich did some uh, decision decision guides, uh, some things uh, to keep in mind when you're making those decisions. So, so check those out if you need a little help. Looks like it's pretty unlikely that anything, either program is going to pay uh, for this year. So probably not as big of a decision this year as it has been in years past, but uh, definitely check those out. Make sure you get enrolled for something there. Well, I think that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, before we wrap up here, Daniel, uh, and we fade into our closing music here, uh, where can people find that if if uh, they want to hear some more? Yeah, Matt. So our intro music and our outro music is courtesy of uh, Parker Hastings, who is a uh, thumb picker and uh, young man, mid-20s, but uh, uh, probably not what you typically think about when you think about a thumb, thumb picker. You probably think of older – uh, like Tommy Manuel, Chet Atkins, and, and those types. But he is a um, he is probably one of the better ones, if not the best, uh, thumb picker out there at such a young age. And we appreciate him letting us use his his music on our show. Um, I know that for a lot of musicians that uh, rely on gigs and things, he's probably struggled a little bit um, not being able to do shows. That's what they like to do. So if you could, go to his website, parkerhastingsmusic.com. He's got all of his CDs and shows and different things that are coming up for him there. I know he's on uh, Facebook too. If you get on there, tell him you heard him on Dirt to Dollars podcast. Uh, I'm sure he'd like that. Uh, but Parker, we do appreciate you letting us use your your music. I can't imagine the show without it. But now, if you want to listen to Dirt to Dollars, uh, you can find us uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Just uh, Google Dirt to Dollars podcast, and it's the first thing that comes up. Several different uh, sites that you can listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. Every time we post a show, you'll get a notification, and you can listen to us at your convenience. And you can always catch us on Saturday mornings at 8.05 on Abe 93.7. And I think you can stream us online um, at abe937.com. All right. We'll see you guys next week. See you.